Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 25th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to TinaMitchellEvents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams. Top agent reveals secrets to a stress-free real estate experience. Also, if you're watching our show on our Facebook premiere or YouTube channel, I would like to introduce a very important person of the team, our engineer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. We could not do what we do without him. So thank you, Benny, uh, for everything that you do for the show. Anytime. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now let's go ahead and start out with our show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Always excited what you're bringing in for the money chat, Keelan. What do you have for our listeners today? Well, last week I mentioned getting ahead in the market. And so this week I thought I'd talk about recession indicators and a bit about interest rates and cost structures. So uh, recession indicators are very important to follow so we can forecast when recessions are likely to happen. And this helps us to advise clients on which products, program, and especially cost structures to select so they can properly position themselves to maximize the value in their mortgages. And if a recession appears to be in the horizon, there will be uh, there will likely be a refinance opportunity in the not too distant future. So we got to be aware of this. Therefore, it would be wiser to avoid paying upfront fees like points or single premium mortgage insurance if that would be the case. Additionally, it may be advantageous to choose a higher interest rate in exchange for closing costs, which would take years to recoup. And when you choose an interest rate, we look at your compensating factors such as credit score, debt to income ratio, and loan to value, amongst other things. And when we price out a loan, there, there, there's choices. There isn't just like a program of the day or rate for the day for an individual. You have choices amongst many rates. And when you think of cost structures with interest rates, I want you to think about seesaws. So one end of the seesaw, you can pay money, aka points, and in turn uh, can choose to get a lower interest rate in proportion to what you pay. The more uh, points you pay, the lower the rate. Or on the exact opposite side of the seesaw, you can choose a higher rate and a lender can provide you with a lender credit that you can choose to cover closing costs. The higher the rate you choose, the more credit you can receive. 
The middle point of this seesaw we call par and par is right in the middle. This means that you're choosing not to pay to get the rate down and you're also not choosing to get a higher rate to get lender credit. Obviously your monthly payment will be in conjunction to the rate that you choose. And I always educate my clients on this because the majority of people, shocking to see, have no idea that this is how pricing actually works. And this is why you'll see certain advertisements with rates that seem too good to be true. This is how they get away with it. Remember how rates, rates work and read the fine print people. They're required to provide the details in the fine print. And you often see that they have to pay X amount of points to get that certain rate. Also, the goal of an advertisement, what's the goal? The advertisement is, uh, or mail out that you receive is to get you to call them, right? So do you think they're going to have they're going to have an average example or the best possible scenario that they could get away with offering, such as like an 850 credit score with low debt to income and loan to value with buying a primary residence as opposed to a secondary and investment property, which can have a, uh, a worse rate? All these things are going to affect your interest rate and your compensating factors make a difference with what you'll qualify for as an individual. And it's very possible, very possible that your scenario will be very different from what you're seeing. So be very careful about that. And secondly, as I alluded in the beginning of the segment, there are many cost structures that you need to pay attention to. And your best mortgage solution isn't always going to be the lowest rate. For example, if you paid $5,000 to get your rate down and then you move before you broke even on that investment, then you just literally lit that money on fire, which is not a great thing. So choosing to the wrong structure could end up costing a lot of money in the end if you're not careful. So you need to account for, um, for what's happening in the economy. You need to account for horizon, your time horizon in the home, your debt, your cash to close. Maybe you need more cash possibly. Monthly payment expectations, your budget, of course. You got to be looking at all these things. And these are just to name a few. So I could say that just about every scenario that comes across my desk is not the same. We will see close to, but they're not ever exactly the same. And it's one of the many reasons that I really love my job. And people have different personal preferences. You'll have one person that's really cash sensitive, that they want to retain all the cash. The next preferred is really focused on that lower monthly payment. And some people may need to stay in a house for only a few years. You'll talk to another person and they want to stay in the house for 10 to 20 years, most likely 10, but we can do a whole nother money chat on that. <laughs> but for all, all of these reasons, it's really important to work with somebody that knows what they're doing and can advise you accordingly. I believe people are good overall, but you don't know what you don't know, right? And so that's important to understand. And speaking of you don't know what you don't know, I'm also not a big fan of the do-it-yourself options that customers have with mortgages these days. You're not an expert, so you don't know what, what you don't know, right? So relying on an expert is extremely important. Um, it's not always going to end well. And I became a certified mortgage advisor because I knew the power of this education and I wanted to ensure I could educate my customers to a level that leaves no stone unturned. My whole philosophy is educate my customers to become their own experts so they can make decisions, right? And uh, it's not my decision based on their risk tolerance and what they want to do in their mortgage, but it is my job to make sure that they understand the options and understand the, dial, the dials and knobs that they can turn. So um, that's it for this week. Next week, I'm going to educate you on locking alone, how that can make a difference and more about recession indicators. Great money chat, as always, Keelan, and the importance of knowing your options and working with a mortgage consultant that has the tools and the education and knowledge to show you the options. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. The Federal Reserve meets eight times a year. 
approximately every six weeks. The Fed has been under a lot of pressure to reduce their highly accommodative policy, which has included purchase. They have included purchasing 80 billion a month in treasuries and 40 billion a month in mortgage-backed securities in order to keep rates low and aid in the recovery. But we no longer are in emergency-like conditions. The Fed has said that they want to wait before tapering or reducing their purchases until we see inflation reach their goal at 2% and see substantial further progress towards maximum employment. Now, the Fed has came out and said that inflation is currently between 4.2 and 5.3%, depending on if you were looking at the PCE, personal consumption expenditures, or the CPI, consumer price index, clearly already been met. Yesterday, the Fed left rates unchanged and did not announce tapering, as we expected they would do. Their statement said, if progress continues broadly as expected, the committee judges that are moderately in pace of asset purchases may soon be warranted. But at the press conference, when Powell was pressured, he said that his eyes are an employment situation is all about met and that he doesn't need to see extreme strong job report to taper. This means that the Fed bearing any huge economic developments will likely announce tapering of their November 3rd at their November 3rd Fed meeting. They will likely then begin reducing their purchases in December for the before the end of the year. Once the Fed begins tapering, they are expected to reduce their purchases by 15 billion per month. That would mean that if it began in tapering in December, they would be down there with their purchases by the end or done with their purchases by the end of June of 2020. But in that same time period from now until then, they would still buy an additional 660 billion in bonds, which is 60 billion more than they did during all of the QE2 quantitative easing to help us get back out of the 2007 and 2008 recession. Still very commented for the long period of time. It is also important to note that the Fed has said nothing about reducing their reinvestments. Although the Fed state that they buy 120 billion per month in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, currently they are actually buying an additional 60 billion in mortgage-backed securities through reinvestments of the principal payments that they receive. They hold under the mortgage bonds. And then when someone makes principal payments, or they sell or refinance their home, they reinvest that money. They have been taking that money and reinvesting in mortgage-backed securities. Their balance sheet has grown to over $8 trillion and will be over $9 trillion by the end of June. Even if they do reduce their outright purchases, they still would be buying a significant amount through their reinvestments, which Powell said that they will address this in, in the future when we get there. The Fed also released their dots plot chart showing where the Fed members believe that the federal funds rate will be in these coming in the coming years. It used to be seen when the Fed believes that they will be lift off to begin hike rates off of zero. And even though their projections are always pretty far off from what actually happens, still the Fed thinks that we will see a hike uh, move forward towards the end of 2020 or 2023. On inflation, the Fed stuck by their transitory and temporary expectations. They believe much of the inflation that we are seeing is due to temporary bottlenecks in supply chains. With that being said, the Fed has increased their PCE inflation expectations all year long for 2021. The Fed expects inflation to drop to 2.2% next year, which would be a significant decline and one that I think is going to be hard to meet.
While some of the inflation out there will be transitory, wage-pressured inflation tends to be stickier. Additionally, there is a lot of evidence from companies that supply chains will not be cleared up by next year, especially when it comes to the shipping costs. As a result of this, Fed kicking the can down the road and not announcing tapering at yesterday's meeting, risk the assets like assets, assets like stocks rallied on the news and the continuing to do so today. The Fed is not removing the punch bowl yet. And that's your money chat with Tina Mitchell. Coming up next in the money hour, top agent reveals secrets to stress-free real estate experience. We have Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams right here in 1150 AM KKNW. You know, it's a seller's market out there, but is the thought of listing your home and cashing in on historically high home prices overwhelming you? It doesn't have to. Top-selling real estate agent Rosie Rourke and her team of experts have the formula to make the entire process seamless and stress-free. They've helped over 140 clients buy and sell in 2021. Contact them directly at 206-719-5870 or visit rosyrourke.com forward slash radio to book your free home valuation today. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 25th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for information on upcoming events, you can go to TinaMitchellEvents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about. How to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guest that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, for the first time, we have Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams. Top agent reveals secrets to a stress-free real estate experience right here in 11. 50 a.m. KKNW. Uh, Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke Real Estate Team. That can give you a tongue twist there, Rosie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so excited to have you and especially uh, with the expertise and where you rank in your volume in the business, uh, which we're going to get, I'm going to share a little bit with our listeners here uh, about Rosie. As a managing broker for the Rosie Rourke team, Keller Williams, Rosie specializes in representing sellers and buyers. Rosie is on a mission to create a hassle-free real estate transaction for each client, guided by 25 plus years of experience. Rosie is recognized for her and her team's outstanding customer service, resulting in a track record of success. She is living her life as an active contributor in her community and even has a day named after her in King County. So cool. Rosie also ranks in the top 1% of the nation for sales. 
That's why she's here. She has been consistently honored with the five-star best client satisfaction award and also voted best realtor in Renton. That is impressive, Rosie. That's really awesome. So I know everybody's wondering, including myself, what got you into the real estate business? Well, when I first uh, bought my house, I was not a real estate agent. And I was actually a commercial real estate on the administrative side, so not in the sales side of things. And when we did the sale, I thought that was so stressful. Nobody was communicating with me. I didn't know what was going on. This is expensive, overwhelming, scary. And my husband and I just got married and I said, you know what, honey, I want to leave commercial real estate and go into residential real estate because I think there's a better way. And then I also thought I'd love to work in my community and support my community and, you know, be able to have children and be close to home. I'm so glad I did it. I wish I would have done it a long time ago and, and actually sold myself my own first house. <laughs> Well, you know, when you do something and it might not go the way that you want, it's a really good why behind uh, getting in the industry to make a difference and wanting to make a difference in your community. Uh, Rosie, what a great way to do it, uh, being a real estate expert. So what is important to know about running a successful real estate practice? Because there is not a lot of them. No, there's not. And there's starting, it's actually a trend. And I think that people are start, agents are starting to catch on that if you're doing it by yourself, you're like that person who's spinning all those plates, hoping you're not going to break one. And I just, I'm a stickler to make sure that our clients are taken care of. I thought of all of the things that could possibly go wrong. So it doesn't go wrong. Um, It's hard to do that when you're a singular agent and have a balance in life. Remember I was saying that I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I was a a mom who worked in the community and um, could get home and make dinner and go to PTA meetings. And when you start to have success where people refer your business, which is what you're hoping for, uh, it actually ends up that you get too busy and sometimes um, your family life and your own person, you know, you put yourself last a lot of times, I think, I know I do, that that starts to suffer. So a team helps achieve so much. Not only is it helping balance of life, but also I have now specialists that specialize in certain lanes and they own it and they know everything about it. And it's so important um, in talking about your professional and what type of quality of life that they have without a team, not a good one, especially if they're doing any type of volume in this market. And then the impact and the ripple effect that it has to the buyer and seller, the clients, because of the space their agents in. There's a reason they have a saying, uh, constantly putting out fires. Agents are constantly putting out fires when they don't have a team to back them up. It's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. It looks really easy, but it's, it's really not. (laughs) We make it look easy, hopefully. (laughs) That's the goal, at least anyways. Rosie, I'm sure you have countless success stories, but I'm curious, is there any success story that sticks out in your mind? Well, I love the fact, and it's not one singular success story, but it's the success story that led me to how we, we really operate today as a team. To be able to take, like, and if I walk into a house and I think, gosh, I wish they would replace these carpets or uh, do some landscaping or at least paint the front door or 
get these things done. So I know that if they do some of these things, they will get more money. And that has happened time and time and time again on our team. In fact, we're able to actually front advance some money to them because a lot of times they say, I don't have the time and have the money. Well, this is what we do every day. We'll take care of it. So those success stories are time and again for us since we started that um, teamwork. But I do have a funny story. Love I, funny stories. <laughs> I sold a pet cemetery. <gasps> Where at? In Kent on the, on the West Hill. I had to learn everything I could figure out on a pet cemetery, how it operates, who's my target buyer. And I was sold and it was the highest commission paid to me even to this day. And that was 25 years ago. So, oh my God, that's my story. <laughs> that is a great story, Rosie. Look at all the exciting things that you get to do uh, when you represent uh, buyers and sellers in the real estate space, uh, commercial or residential, obviously. Yeah. So Rosie, what would you say sets you apart from all of your competitors in the market? Well, I think the I think it really boils down to being really passionate about something. And I think that shows through, shows through to the clients, shows through to the transaction. And passion is not just the emotion of it, but it's also driving my business where I want to be the best. I want to be able to get my hands on as much information to learn my craft. Um, I was listening to both of you on the intro about what's happening in the market. I love listening to that because that helps drive decisions. So mm. it's a constant learning game for me. And I think that if you're a student of your passion, you're going to set yourself apart. So true. Which leads me to a great question. Every, and it's, it's always in perpetuity to success. Everybody that we know and have on this show has a why. And so I'm always curious as somebody as successful as you in your business, what is your why? My why is I know from personal experience that real estate is super scary. It's one of the most expensive things you're going to do and the most emotionally draining things you're going to do. I want to change that. And I didn't, I felt like there was a different way to be able to do real estate. And I, I really feel like we've got that groove going where, uh, you know, at the end of the transaction, our clients will say, well, that wasn't so bad. That was actually easy. Thank you for holding my hand through the whole thing. That's my why. Love that. So as a leader in the real estate uh, space, Rosie, we've talked about some of the things around success, but what would be the one thing that you would credit to your key to all of the success that you've had in your 25 plus years? I think it's always keeping the client first and foremost. I always pretend like they're sitting right here on my shoulder. And if they can listen to everything I say and do about their transaction, they would be proud and know that I represented them 100%. Um, of course, being a constant learner of your craft, like I talked about, is very important. But if you don't have the basic fundamentals of your morals, your ethics, you won't last long in this business. So I have my reputation to sell. That's really it, is my reputation. That's a great answer. I don't think we've heard that one before, but it's so true. People only know what they know about you, right? And what they hear. So that's very <laughs> smart of you. What about natural gifts that you could say that you bring into your real estate practice? Well, I 
think I get paid to socialize. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I'm really good at socializing. <laughs> I love to talk to people in the Safeway grocery line. I love to talk to people at the dry clears. I, you know, just any opportunity I have, I'm able to connect with people. It's a people business. It's not a house business. This is a people business. And I have that gift. And, you know, that is so important uh, in any environment that we're in when it comes to real estate, but even more so in this environment, because when there's multiple offers and a lot of multiple offers on one property, you have to be able to communicate and build a rapport and socialize because it's all about working with people that you connect with, have confidence in on that other agent on the other side. So, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to have that uh, socialized skill a skill is in every area of what you do. Uh, Correct, Rosie? That is so correct. And I always teach my team that the other agent is just as much our client. Yes. Because we we want them to be on our side and it actually works. We hear it a lot. You know, we had six buyers to choose from. Rosie, we chose you because you're your team and your reputation. And, you know, we had a great shake last time we did this and let's do it again. Yeah. So if you're listening to the show and you're working with a real estate agent, um, just know that the agent, if that really, because Rosie represents buyers and she represents seller, but in this conversation we're having, she's representing a buyer and um, the agent that's representing the seller in that same transaction, guaranteed they're going and looking at Rosie's credentials, bringing in the buyer to the property and comparing that with other agents that are bringing their buyers, because there's a lot of things can come up and go wrong. And if something comes up and goes wrong, both parties both sides are going to be suffering. And so uh, the credentials that you have and the volume that you do in our local market absolutely is giving you a leg up, uh, deserving so in the one percentile. There's only one percent of a one percentile. So uh, Rosie, what should all buyers know in this market? You need to be attached to an experienced agent. And ask the right questions. Interview the agent. You might have met this agent randomly at an open house. Okay, what is their experience level? How long have they, not only how long have they been in the business, how many deals have they closed? You need somebody in this market who is in the know and knows how to get the job done with the strategies to win. And there's a, there's data that and you as an agent can show and, and consumers need to know this when you are talking with an agent to represent you to sell your home, what, how long is the property on the market? It, you know, what is it going over list price, you know, on the buyer um, there's, you know, so really asking for that data and that information uh, to show that they really are uh, a leader in the real estate space. Right. We're going to be coming back with Rosie coming up next in the Money Hour, continued conversation with a top agent revealing secrets to stress-free real estate experience. Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke team, Keller Williams, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 25th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or our show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guest that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now our continued conversation with Rosie. Rosie Rourke of Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams. Top agent reveals secrets to success and stress-free real estate experience right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Rosie, we're loving our conversation so much. These darn breaks are getting in the way. That's the problem here. Dang breaks. (laughs) These darn breaks. Um, So I want to flip that question for the sellers now that we're back. So what should all sellers know in this market? Just list with Rosie Rourke. That's all. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is good. Interview, ask questions, learn, uh, get online, talk to people that have already sold their home, find out the reputation of the person and, um, and, and ask, don't be afraid to ask the questions. So there's so much that goes into listing a home. We, like I was talking to you before about, we like to create this stress-free environment. To be able to do that, we do it a whole different way than just when, when somebody goes in to do an interview. We go in and we're looking at the house in a critical eye of what a buyer would look at and taking notes of what we think they can do, if they want to, to create a big return on their investment. So we're giving them lots of options and choices and, and uh, talking to them more about how to position them best, not so much about us, but more about them. How can we help them? But we back it up with all our credentials, of course. Very important. So Rosie, when uh, one of your buyers asks you, or even a seller, are we getting ready to hit a bubble or burst? What do you say? Or is the bubble going to burst? If I had a penny every time somebody asked me this question. So thank you for asking it because um, you guys talked about it at the beginning of the segment too. Are we having a bubble burst? It's just two different conversations going on. It's not about the bubble bursting. That is what happened in 0708. And it caused the recession. And it took us a while to get ourselves out of that, but we did. 
And in that time, there's a lot of guidelines that were put in place. We're not getting back into what led us to the bubble last time. Don't you agree? hundred percent. Cause it was all around the financing. You know, if you can get into a home with a zero down and no job, 500 credit score, um, there's going to be issues that come in. And so absolutely that was the, the, the reason why that happened and mm -hmm. there's no options available, uh, like that now. That's not happening. And what's happening right now is pure and simple economics, supply and demand. So until we have that balance out of supply and demand, we're going to have this seller's market. We have extremely low inventory. And until that balances out, we're going to be in this space for a while. And I do feel like it is going to balance, start to balance out. It is actually starting to happen. And people are feeling that right now that will, you know, when we put a house on the market right now, we're not having 15 people in 15 minutes but we might have one great offer or we might have six great offers where in the beginning of springtime, we were having 40 offers yeah, with bananas type terms that they were throwing at it to just even just giving their firstborn to make that thing happen. So we're not having that right now, but we still have a, a very much of a shortage of inventory. Yeah. And we really need a balance. Um, the market, that market needs that. Yeah. You need, um, uh, you need buyers, you need sellers and you need money. We have money and we have buyers and there's not a lot around the corner showing how we're going to get more sellers. Mm -hmm. You hit that right on the head, Rosie, the, um, in the exact opposite in 2008, there was too much inventory. Now we have no inventory. And if you look at the demand, if you look at the bursts of 33 year olds over the next five years, that's the median age of purchasing a home right now. And over the next five years, that's increasing. There's like a baby boom of 33 year olds. So there's going to be a ton more first time home buyers that are going to enter the market and, you know, inflation goods are expensive. They didn't build forever. I mean, it's an extreme example. And unfortunately it's probably going to take us a while to get to that that balance, unfortunately. Um, with that being said, do you think you should wait to invest until the market cools down a little bit? Our prices in King County from last year to today went to 24% increase. 24. That's not normal. What's normal is, what do you think, maybe 6, 8, 10% might be a normal healthy market. So I feel like every day you're not entering the market you are losing money. It's not going to crash. I don't think it's going to crash. No, I don't think it's going to crash. Absolutely not. I just think we, we just need more buyers or excuse me, more sellers to balance this out. We are in such a wonderful um, space right now in Washington because we have, we're driven and powered by the tech industries and Boeing. We're not driven by the leisure, travel, hospitality. That's a small percentage of what Washington state has for that drives our economy. So that's why we pulled ourselves out sooner when the market did crash. And we were one of the last ones to be hit by anything. We're a little more protected when we don't, we have the mountains on one side and the sound on the other and not a lot of room to sprawl or grow like Nevada, for example, they can just keep sprawling out and making more real estate. We can't make too much more real estate. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like um, it is a great time to invest now and jump the wave of uh, get on that wave of being able to get some home ownership equity. And if it does slow down, it's not going to crash. It might slow down, but you got yourself in 
as a homeowner and you also got yourself in to be able to make money in the near future on your investment. You know, you you killed it there, Rosie. We invest literally into some really smart, smart people in our industry and what they think is going to happen with the economy. And historically, after a stimulus like they're providing right now, the stimulus wears off. There's typically a recession. And they think they're, I mean, they're not sure when that recession is going to happen. This is all crystal ball talk, but 2023. And when they said the recession happens, they don't even think it's going to affect the housing market at all. They think if anything, it might slow down a little bit and then it's just going to go bonkers again. So even with a recession facing our, uh, you know, facing us, regardless, it's so strong that they don't even think it's going to be an impact. It's going to be a blip on the radar with the with the housing yeah. industry. So even yeah. if you think of just uh, an an average, you know, even if you looked at a five percent appreciation, you know, seven percent appreciation, can you save that money? Can you save as much as quickly as properties increase in value, which? We're not saying that it's five to 7% because it's much higher than that, but also considering that we know mortgage interest rates are going to go up. The question is just when. And so when you're getting out of that, I mean, if the rates go up a eighth or a quarter percent, you've dropped your buying potential, uh, buying power, 10, dollars $10, $20,000. And, you know, so you really want to be able to get in, um, while we are still in these interest rates. So Rosie, what about season? Uh, cause I know a lot of people ask, you know, what is the best, season to invest in real estate? I'll give you the normal, but we're not normal anymore. What is normal? I'm not quite sure, but here's the norm that in um, the February, end of February through end of June, that is the best time to sell or buy. Then we get into the summer in our area, in this greater Seattle area, it's not the best time to buy and sell in the summertime because we finally have some sunshine. People are going on vacation, agents and consumers alike, and they go away and then they come back in after Labor Day. So Labor Day is your second best time from Labor Day till um, just before Thanksgiving. That's your second best time. And that surprises a lot of people. So if you're thinking about buying or selling, Speak to an experienced real estate agent first before making assumptions on when you think it's the best time. Great advice. That's why we have the show. So we can bring in the best of the best right here. Like you are. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately we have Rosie call her. She's an expert. She'll help you. <laughs> um, so what does your crystal ball tell you? And we like to say crystal ball because the reality is nobody has a perfect answer or what's going to happen in the future, but we have a lot of experience with Rosie here and what she's seen in the past and history tends to repeat. So what is your take on 2022 and what that's going to bring us? I'm constantly being asked to, um, polish off my crystal ball and figure it out. And, and it's not, it's not a science. Real estate is not a science, but after being in the business for 25, going on 26 years now, I have not only a, a strong gut instinct, but I also have experience to rely on. And Keelan, you hit the nail on the head as well that um, it real estate runs in patterns. It runs in seven-year patterns. If um, the market is, is true to form, we're at this year where it's supposed to cool off a little bit, but it's so much more driven uh, by interest rates, like Tina said. And I do feel like from what the economists are telling us that specialize in real estate, watching it closely, that the interest rates are going to jump up. I don't feel like they're going to hike real high, but they're going to go up. We can't keep paying 
you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul on the interest rate concessions that we got from the government. It's time to now roll us back up into a, 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 a more, uh, not the word I'm thinking of, the interest rate that's more normal right now. We're yeah. What are we at? 2.99% average? Yeah, you can get an under 3% interest rate. And we're still in, you know, those historical historical lows and it's been the the crazy thing is it has been historical lows since we got out of the financial meltdown so when we do get to back to the new norm which really the new norm um in an average if you take all of that out of it if you can get a six percent interest rate that was an unbelievably rate a good norm before the craziness when they got so low is you know around a seven and a half eight percent interest rate so i mean that's good you know when rates go up it's going to make a, a crazy difference in buying power in buying power and that's going to help our prices that have gone so yeah. high so that's going to come down to more of a normal as well so um, my crust of all for 2022 is it's still going to be a really strong healthy market um interest rates are going to go up slightly and we're going to have more inventory especially coming out of the pandemic when are we coming out of it i don't know but it's starting <laughs> to starting to get uh, a little bit more uh under control that people are not as nervous of having strangers come into their home yeah, great crystal ball you got there, Rosie. Coming up next in the Money Hour, continued conversation with top agent reveals secrets to stress-free real estate experience. It's Rosie Rourke of the Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams right here on 1150 AM KKNW. You know, it's a seller's market out there. But is the thought of listing your home and cashing in on historically high home prices overwhelming you? It doesn't have to. Top-selling real estate agent Rosie Rourke and her team of experts have the formula to make the entire process seamless and stress-free. They've helped over 140 clients buy and sell in 2021. Contact them directly at 206-719-5870 or visit rosierourke.com forward slash radio to book your free home valuation today. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 25th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now our continued conversation with Rosie Rourke of Rosie Rourke team of Keller Williams. Top agent reveals secret to a stress-free real estate experience right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Rosie, I'd be curious, uh, picking your brain on how you can get the most money out of your investment. So we, that's our secret sauce at the Rosie <laughs> Rourke. Uh, so what we advise our clients to do is we come into their home and give them a free consultation. We'll come up with the pricing of their home, of uh, what it is today, but we'll also have the eye, like I had mentioned earlier, of the eyes of a buyer. And we're looking for any deal killers that we think are going to be lurking during a transaction. Let's try and solve that ahead of time. That's going to help with um, 
being able to have the seller being in the driver's seat and be in control instead of the other way around that when you're middle trans of a transaction where the buyer has all the control. So we get, um, I highly recommend getting a pre-inspection done. And then I look at the pre-inspection and we don't do everything on the list, but I do advise them the things that I think would be raising an eyebrow of a buyer or really being a deal killer or possibly making it so it's cost prohibitive for a bank to do a loan. Like if there's a, a roof that won't pass, um, we won't be able to get a loan. We'll have to do all cash and that will limit your buyer. So we're looking at all of those issues and advising them along the way. And as I mentioned, we have our team that uh, specializes in lanes. So I have a team concierge who happens to be my sister and she's amazing. And she's got um, design background. So she helps with the staging, decluttering, picking out colors. I remember one time we had a client who um, they, before we met them, they knew they needed new carpet. They put all new carpet throughout this 2,600 square foot home and it was powder blue. And so what are we supposed to do with that? Um, so it's great to have us in before you start making any adjustments to the house. Let us give you the great advice of what's on trend and what's maybe not on trend. It might actually take away value. So we help with that consultation. We help vet out the contractors that we have. We know a person for just about anything you need to do. And we get the job done and they do work. They go with their family. They do whatever their life is. This is what we do. Yes. So we can access the home, get the bids, make the calls. And if they don't have the funds to do it, I will, in some cases, advance the funds for them and get paid out of closing. If That's I know, a huge, a huge benefit. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah. If I think it's going to sell for that amount of money, you can, you can count on it. And then my goal is to make as much money for that investment for our seller as possible. And that it's just a beautiful thing when it all comes together. Yeah. Well, that ties in right directly to the next question uh, that I'd like to ask you, Rosie, because uh, in this market, when things are, uh, it's such a seller's market, multiple offers over list price, all of that stuff that probably any seller that's listening to the show knows that. And what if we had a seller listening right now that said, I know this is a crazy market. I'm going to get buyers. Why would I hire a real estate agent? Can you please talk to that seller right now and share why they should? not do that. I know there's a lot that goes into it. We might make it look really easy, but it is not. And there's so much to know that you don't know. And I think that's the point. What you don't know is probably going to hurt you in more ways than one. It could be a litigiously hurt or financially hurt. And so these are legal contracts. And with a bidding war, we are very skilled on how to place the two, three, four, five, six, seven, 20 bids against each other. What terms are we looking at? Which ones are important? Which ones do we not have to worry about? They don't know what they don't know. They could be leaving a lot of money on the table or costing them a lot of money. And how are they supposed to be able to market to the complete audience on a national, international, hyper-local level? than what a real estate agent can do. Well said. 
not only that, the one-stop shop that you just talked about with your expertise on how they market their property in general, there's so many layers to that from an experts and that we're talking huge money here for, you know, mm-hmm. these are big transactions and things like that can make a big difference at the end of the day and what you get. And, you know, so pay attention, make sure you get an expert. Um, Speaking of that, experts, what about locality, like location? Do you think it's important to have an expert that's local? So when you are licensed in the state uh, of Washington, you can sell anywhere in Washington state with your license. But do you? Should you? And I'm a big believer in find somebody who is the local expert. And I have um, expertise in eastern Washington over in Chelan and, and Wenatchee and Leavenworth. And I also have expertise here in South King County, but I would never think to go buy something or help somebody buy or list a home in Spokane or battleground. I don't know anything about it. I don't know the schools. I don't know the crime rate. I don't know if it's a up and coming, coming neighborhood or if it has a bad reputation. It is so important to have somebody who's a local expert, not only for that, but also my connections. I've got the connections that people crave of um, the, you know, I belong to the Renton Rotary and the Chamber of Commerce and the local PTAs. And that just brings a wealth of connections to help drive the price because we have now more eyeballs looking at the place. So I believe in having local expert. So we've talked a little bit um, uh, around team. Uh, Rosie, can you share a little bit more about, because uh, your team and what you have is unique in the industry. There are so many real estate agents that are a one uh, one person show. And um, I really believe in team. I myself have a team uh, for the multiple businesses that I have, and it's critically important. So share a little bit about your team and how that completely changes as a game changer for your buyers and sellers. Well, when I first hired, started to hire a team many, many years ago, a decade ago, I did it selfishly because I wanted a balance of life. And if you're um, agent worth their salt, you're going to have a lot of clientele and a lot of clients pull you in different directions. Um, but now we've perfected a team that I'm just, I love talking about our team because it's such a special thing to watch it all come together. We have somebody who specializes in just the transaction details. So we will never miss a deadline. She's also my compliance auditor to make sure Rosie I think you missed something. I think you should look at this form again. I think you'd, this sentence could be different. And she's helping me through compliance and helping me to hyper-focus on just the contract. I have um, a person who specializes in listings. I have a couple of buyer's agents that specialize in buyers. Having a specialist for buyer's agent, they know their stuff. They know the inventory. They have connections with the builders. They know all the agents, they know what things sold for, they've been in the homes. For one agent to be able to do all of those, wear all of those hats, it's nearly impossible. You're gonna have peas drop off your plate. That's what's gonna happen. And we just can't have that happen in real estate. It's too important. Yeah, you only have so much bandwidth as a person, you know, and to sprinkle yourself out like that, you're not focusing, you can't, you can't focus on it all at once. It's impossible. You're only as good as the team that supports you. We've heard that before. And it's so true. 
thousand percent more fun way more fun when we're together instead of the highs and lows with one person and talking to yourself in the mirror now we can share that with a team and we have fun we make it a fun experience yeah what about those other buckets that don't have to do with don't have anything to do with your business that could take you away from it too so you can't focus on your job so as an individual it is really tough near impossible teams are where it's all about or what it's all about i should say um so one of the questions that is huge in the industry is when are you, when should you meet with a realtor? And I know people are super confused by that. And we see that in our business all the time as lenders where, you know, they, us first, you first, you know, who first, um, what's in your opinion, when a, uh, when a person should meet with a realtor? If you're thinking about making a change in the next few months, now is the time and when you meet with a real estate agent, like for example, when I meet with a client, um, I have now more room to work with. Let's get the inspection done. Let's maybe you need new carpet. Let's talk about you know your timing of personally what you're trying to accomplish. We we can have more more time to accomplish what we want to do instead of being stressed under the gun and trying to make it happen and possibly miss a good window. And it's talking about a good window too, but the good window of time to buy or sell depends so much on what they're trying to accomplish in their life. So I love being able to sit down with a cup of coffee with the, with the family and really understanding what it is that they need and then planning in advance for that. And then you asked about, well, who's, who's first, who's, who's next? We connect them with the proper partners. And that's the other thing your real estate agent should be doing have your, your team of experts that you can refer them to. Lenders um, and, you know, the, the contractors and, you know, we all work hand in hand. This is teamwork for sure. Yeah, uh, planning and strategizing uh, needs to be done uh, for sure. So as we're wrapping up our time here uh, with you, Rosie, I would love for you to share with our listeners, what is Rosie? Rourke day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I want a Tina, I want a Tina Mitchell day. I, I, you can do it. <laughs> uh, for years, I have, I, I just am so excited about being able to give back to our community. And ever since I was a little girl, my mom, you know, she took me along and I helped her with all of her philanthropy thing, the endeavors that she did giving back to the community and, and being in organizations and the PTA and um, all the clubs that she belonged to and giving back. And I, I loved it. And so I knew that that's what I wanted to do as well. And it really just fills my soul, fills my cup. And so that's what I do in real estate as well. And so we, I live in Fairwood, Renton, which is in South King County. And we do quite a bit. We do like a recycle event for the neighborhood. We do a food drive. We do a, a turkey trot. Uh, we just are always raising money for local charities. And so one day was the celebration of my 25th year in business. And we were doing a food drive. And we also um, supported the Kent Ridge Senior Grad Night um, with their donut-a-thon at the mm -hmm. same time. So we were there raising money like we usually love to do with our team. Council member Reagan Dunn stopped by 
And he announced that he recognized all the work we do in the county. And he said, I am going to make Rosie Rourke a day on October 31st, which is my anniversary, which is a little silly because now I feel like it's Halloween and I have to wear a costume every time it's my anniversary. But it's uh, it's fun. I feel honored. I feel blessed and thankful. And um, I don't need the extra recognition, but it's fun. Well, you you should feel uh, honored and your community is blessed because of everything that you do. And obviously it was given and deserving of all of your contribution. And what a great way uh, to end our show because we are here in spirit of contribution, contributing to our community, bringing in the best of the best experts and anything that you need to know on your money so that you can be successful. So uh, reach out to the show. We'll get you connected with Rosie for buying and or selling real estate. Thank you for being here, Rosie. Thank you for having me. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. And we got to sign off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday weekend. Look forward to chatting with you about money a little bit more next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.